Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number nine from Delving into Islam Q&A. This is your host Wa'il and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, uh, delving into Islam Q&A is basically where I answer, uh, inshallah, your uh, questions in a short, uh, in a shorter kind of episodes. And today's question comes to us from... Uh, one of our uh, sisters, one of our listeners who, you know, she wanted me to keep her name uh, anonymous for, of course, due to the sensitivity of the, the topic. And basically, she told me, uh, in a nutshell, I'm going to summarize it. She's a 19-year-old uh, Muslim uh, uh, who was sexually abused when she was a child, when she was a kid, by her cousin, who is eight years older than her. And uh, uh, she now, you know, when she's growing up and she's realizing her religion more and she's getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, this incident, this horrible and horrific incident is still on her mind and she doesn't know what to make of it. What, what, what can she do about it? You know, uh, she didn't tell anybody in the family. Uh, that's what I understood from the email. And uh, he uh, apparently lives in the same house. So I'm assuming it's a family house. Uh, that he lives in uh, and uh yeah it's whenever she talks to anybody nobody has uh, you know a satisfying response C- certain people shut the whole you know uh, topic down and they don't want to talk about it because it's taboo to a lot of people uh especially family members yeah and and this is not settling well with her now and uh she basically is trying to understand like should she Number one, can she see a therapist? Uh, does Islam allow her to see a therapist? Number two, like Islam, we always you know quote the Quran and the Sunnah regarding forgiveness and and treating people who mistreat us in in a better way. Should she you know do that with 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 that guy, with her cousin, with her abuser? Because she's of course mean to him because of you know what she you know her idea of him is that he is an abuser he abused her sexually and she can't be you know nice to him and she's asking should she be nice to him and uh should she confront him should she tell the family and and there's a lot of questions going on now before uh uh, we start talking about this uh, i have a few things that i want to address first number one i want to make dua for you may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make it easy on you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the strength to be able to, you know, uh, bear this and be patient w- w- with whatever happened. And, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you uh, all you need to overcome this and completely forget about this. At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable of anything. Uh, and also may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, make this situation a reason for you to enter paradise, to enter the highest level of you know of Jannah insha'Allah. So that is number one. Number two, we're only going to address this from an Islamic perspective. Again, th- this is all I know regarding uh, the, you know dealing with certain topics. I don't have any psychological knowledge. I'm not a therapist, and you know we'll we'll get to the therapist part in a second. 
But yeah, this is purely from an Islamic perspective. And uh, I'm going to give you, inshallah, an advice as a brother in Islam. But I, 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 I don't have anything else to give you beyond that. You know, like I'm not a licensed uh, therapist, so I, I can't give you any, any advice like that. But yeah, inshallah, we'll talk about it from an Islamic perspective. Uh, uh, so that is these are the two things that I wanted to just make clear, uh, you know, before we start talking about this and addressing this. Number one, this is uh, not uh, to be taken lightly. Uh, abuse is a big deal, but what's worse than anything is sexual abuse. Violating another human being sexually is one of the things that uh, are truly horrific. Horrific to to the society, not just to one person. It's horrific to the entire society because it affects an entire family. It affects an entire community. And it is just simply a horrific thing to do. Um, And I don't understand that when people think this is taboo, you, you just can't talk about this. You cannot address this. Now, I understand that if it's done and if it's fixed and if it's resolved, then yeah, we don't need to talk about it because this is you know going to become a part of healing. To not address it because you already addressed it. That's my point. But if you didn't address it, I don't know why would people shut this whole topic down. I don't get it. And uh, I understand that sexuality is something that certain cultures are not comfortable talking about. And this, wallahi, will lead to disasters. This will lead to disasters, and let me tell you why. Number one, when you are so scared to talk to your child, and again, we're talking about in an Islamic and a respectful boundaries. We're not talking about go talk about uh, you know in you know inappropriate things or you know immoral things and make fun of it or no. But we're talking about when you are giving the space to your children uh, or to youngsters or to anybody in the family, if they have an issue sexually, they can come and talk to you. There should be nothing wrong with that because, like like I mentioned before in the LGBTQ uh, episode, th- this is how you're gonna give them knowledge. This is how gonna you know you're gonna protect them from the society. Uh, you know, this is how you're gonna tell them that dating is not right and you could lose a lot while dating and all these things, right? So please understand that you should not let the awkwardness of a cultural background. Uh, prevent you from talking to your children and addressing certain things when it comes to sexuality. That's how you protect them. That's how you make them heal if something like this happens. If you completely ignore it, if you're too awkward or too you know, shy to talk about it or you think it's inappropriate, then wallahi, this is a disaster. This is a serious problem because guess what? If they don't talk to you, they will talk to society. They'll talk to someone else. If your children don't want to, you know, if you're shutting your children down, you're closing the door and their faces when it comes to these topics, they're going to learn for, you know, about it from the internet. They're going to learn about it from society, from places you really don't want them to learn about these things from. Now, I know that the sexual abuse is different. We're not talking about, I'm talking in general. Just stop making this as a, as a taboo thing. It's not. It's not inappropriate. Again, keep it within respectful boundaries. The Prophet ﷺ himself used to talk to the companions about certain things when it comes to sexual relationships to make it clear for them what is to do and what is not to do. You guys understand. So I understand, again, culturally, some people are uncomfortable talking about this, but I think we all should be able to talk about this with our children. We should be approachable when anything 
again, sexually related happens to our children and they come and ask us about it. Do not alienate them. Do not make it look like you're you're above that and you should not ever talk to them about such a thing because they will find someone else to, you know, ask and talk uh, and and basically converse with regarding that. So that is that. That is to the parents and family members in general. People feel it's uncomfortable to talk about this. As to our listener, you absolutely should see a therapist. Absolutely, there is no doubt about this. If this is affecting you, if the, if you remember the incident, right? And I don't know how young you were, but if you remember the incident, if it's coming to you and you're thinking about it and it's causing you certain emotions uh, and unsettling emotions, then you should and you have to, and, and this is my own advice, talk to a therapist. Now, the therapist, preferably a Muslim woman, preferably, if you can find a Muslim, uh, and, and I mean, here in the U.S., there, there's, mashallah, a lot of Muslim women who are therapists. I actually had conversations with some of them regarding certain things with Islam, alhamdulillah. But I, I don't know. Now, again, I don't know. depends on the part of the world that you live in. Maybe you live here in the U.S. I don't know. But I understood from the email, you used the word mum, M-U-M. I'm assuming you're in the U.K., could be wrong but again look for a muslim therapist who is prefer- preferably a female and the reason why there's a reason for it you might she might push you to say certain things again it's her work i don't know how it works but uh, and th- these things you might feel more comfortable and uh, you know religiously understanding if it comes if it came from you know uh, a muslim therapist however if you can't find a muslim therapist uh, or a muslim female therapist then try to find a, a just a, a female therapist in general and make her understand your culture or background or all these things. Again, the reason why I said it's better to find a Muslim therapist, a Muslim female therapist, is because she might understand where you're coming from. She might understand the restrictions on the religion that, that religion is giving you. And she might understand the culture background or all these things. But if you can't find, just go for the next best thing, uh, a female therapist. But like, make them understand if they already don't your 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 religious background and your cultural background that helps uh, uh but again like i said if you can't find any then just go with I, i'm i would suggest a female therapist better than a, a male therapist just because it's a sexual related topic so it makes it more uh it's more comfortable for you to talk about it with another female right uh so that is that uh, so yeah, Islam does not uh, at all tell you you cannot see a therapist. No, by the way, uh, mental health is important in Islam. Uh, you know, even you know, um, prophets and messengers and companions they had their share of you know feeling depressed. Depression is a thing in Islam. Like some people think that oh, we should not talk about mental health because it's not a thing. If you pray five times a day, if you're close to Allah, you're never gonna feel any mental issues. You're never gonna have any mental problems. And you're going to be perfect. If you're not perfect, then you're not close to Allah. That is not true. That is absolutely not true. I've I've came across a lot of people say, if if you have a mental problem, go back to Allah, pray more, make dua. Yeah, that all works. All of that works. But Allah also tells you, seek the means. Go and talk to professionals. It's it's. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Go and talk to professionals. Allah will help you, but you know Allah also wants you to seek help yourself. Seek the means, and Allah will eventually. The result will be, inshallah, up to Allah. Okay, but you have to seek the means. So go talk to a professional. So inshallah, you have no problem. You should have no problem with that. Now, as for uh, forgiving uh, the person, 
Well, here's the thing. In order for you to forgive someone, you have to, first of all, make peace with yourself regarding the, the situation and regarding that person. You can't just go forgive someone when clearly you have a, a, a trauma by them and it's not addressed and you know it's not resolved. How are you going to forgive them? You are never going to forgive them. And might, that might, you might think you did, but it, it will never happen. And I believe wholeheartedly that you should fix yourself first mentally, uh, heal from the trauma that you have. Then if you think you're ready, you can yeah, go ahead and address it. Now, here there's a way, a lot of ways to go about it, but let me just also address something else first. If you live with that person in the same uh, space, in the same house, I think that's not a good idea. And again, I don't know what the situation is, if it's, you know, absolutely necessary for the whole family to live together or not, but I don't think this is healthy for you. Living with the same person and under the same roof is, is, is just doesn't make sense. And it might increase your, your, your issues with, with the topic and with the incident that took place. I suggest you, um, if this is causing you mental issues, I suggest, this is my own opinion. Again, Islamically speaking, there is nothing strict or there is nothing explicit about what I'm about to tell you regarding do you confront him and or do you confront your family? I believe, number one, you should confront the person first uh, and let them know that, like, you have to understand, like, does he feel regret? Did he make a mistake? Uh, did this thing happen repeatedly and he has just no remorse? He doesn't care? Because if that's the case, then I believe a billion percent. Go and tell the family. Have a meeting with your parents. Go sit down with them and explain to them everything ha- that happened. Explain to them why you didn't approach them you know, in, in the first place when it, when it happened. And just put everything on the table. This is for your own benefit. You know, um, this is something that happened to you. This is not you're exposing uh, a fellow Muslim uh, regarding their sins. This happened to you. Again, this is my own opinion. This is not a, a there's no explicit text regarding should you confront the, the abuser or not, but al-qasas, you know, justice must be uh, served. And I think you should go tell your family, if this is going to make you feel better, if this is going to make you deal with the situation, then yeah, you should. Or how about this? Maybe you don't take that like the, the answer from me. If you decide to see a, to see a therapist first, uh, go ahead and ask him. Should you do that? And they, again, they will probably answer you because this is there's no explicit text regarding that, so they might answer you better. Because also you have to ask yourself that question: Are you ready to reopen those old wounds that were caused by this incident? Because just to let you know, addressing it means that you have to confront the person you have to make a big this is going to be a family event this is going to be a big deal are you ready mentally to relive this nightmare again that that question you you're the only one who can answer that question i cannot answer it on your behalf if you're ready go ahead if you know 100 percent that you're ready go ahead if you're not ready then heal first again heal first and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept injustice islamically speaking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept injustice something like this abuse uh, taking place or sexual even worse sexual abuse 
uh, when it takes place, Allah doesn't tell you conceal it. Allah doesn't tell you, oh, be nice to them. No. Listen, there are certain situations that you could show mercy when you can. When you can crush and destroy the person, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, you have to forgive when you're capable, when you have peace with it. You just, you know, it'll be more convenient for you to take revenge. And But my point is, not everything in Islam, uh, in terms of us dealing with one another, could be forgiven. Like, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what? If someone kills a family member, murders a family member, the, that their life is, you can take an eye for an eye. A life for life, basically. And this is qasas in Islam, by the way. An eye for an eye is the qasas. However, Allah says, it's better for you if you are patient. But Allah also gives you permission if you cannot live with the pain of forgiveness. If, if you forgiving them will cause you so much pain, then don't. Then address it. Now, I'm not telling you go and, and, and try to plot against the, the, your cousin. No, no, no. The only way you go about this as a Muslim is to confront him in front of everybody or to tell everybody about this incident so he can feel better. But now, m m what I'm trying to tell you is, and again, these things, inshallah, a therapist could give you a better answer. Uh, this is, when it comes to forgiveness in Islam, is something that we should show, but sometimes we just simply can't. We don't, do you understand? Allah understands that we have, Allah. that's why Allah gives us some sort of incentive. Allah says, an eye for an eye. However, if you forgive, then you are, you know, shall be rewarded immensely in, in paradise. And it's not like Allah saying you have to forgive. It's not obligatory. Do you guys understand? Yeah, you should and you will be rewarded. But Allah saying it's, and the reason why Allah did not make forgiveness obligatory is because some people can't live with forgiving the people who destroyed their lives or the people who sexually abused them or the people who murdered a family member. Some people can't and it causes damage in, you know, mental damage. It causes them like a lot of pain and they can't live with that pain unless they, you know, take revenge or address it or, you know, um, hold that person accountable. So again, forgiveness, not in every, like Islam made forgiveness as a bonus. Do you guys understand? If someone wronged you, you can, an eye for, literally an eye for an eye. If someone harmed you on purpose, of course, you, you verified that they did that intentionally, then you are allowed to harm them. However, Allah is encouraging us. If you want to be forgiven in the hereafter, then you shall forgive them. The reason why Allah didn't make forgiveness mandatory is because Allah knows us and knows that some of us, depending on the situation, might not be able to live with forgiving the person who abused them, the person who committed injustice against them. So my point is, Islamically speaking, forgiveness, it will be great. But can you forgive? Mentally, are you ready to forgive? That is my point. Uh, at the end of the day, this is something that you know. It's, it's, it's all about you and how you feel, right? Uh, so that is regarding forgiveness. Uh, and again, I, I suggest that you should go and talk to uh, your family about this. If this is causing you so much damage, you should confront them. You should confront the person. Uh, and, and for sure, if the person doesn't show remorse and he's okay with it, then you have to address it, right? Uh, and... Uh, uh, that's it that's that's all i can tell you that you are allowed to see a therapist uh do not i would you know suggest and give you an advice as a a, a brother you should not live with the person in, under the same roof again if there is something that's preventing you from moving out with your family or like your parents for example 
then you have to confront it. You have to talk to them. You have to explain to them that you are in pain. You need help. And that's okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, the help that you're going to get is not by hiding things from your family. All you need to do now is to focus on you healing. Heal first. And if healing means, uh, you know, talking to a therapist, go ahead and do it. Uh, if healing means addressing it and you know for a fact, then go ahead and do it. Just at the end of the day, uh, this is heal first, then you can confront. Then if you can, if you want, if you feel like it, you can forgive at the end. But that that's all I can tell you. And one last thing, inshallah, uh, and again, like I said in the beginning, there's no, not a lot that I can offer except a few things Islamically and my own opinion. Uh, uh, one last thing I want to address, which is this. Don't let this situation shake your faith. A lot of people, unfortunately, when you, they get abused, especially sexually abused, they lose faith completely. Muslims are non-Muslims, by the way. And the reason why is because they feel like this is a punishment from Allah or why would Allah allow this? And we address this whole idea of why would Allah allow evil? Allah allows evil for multiple reasons, sometimes for reasons that we cannot comprehend or understand yet, but rest assured that this will be addressed in the hereafter. Another thing is Allah might be testing you. This might be your ultimate test in life, such an evil uh, incident. This might be your test in life. Some people get tested by losing family members right early on some people get tested by being born in war zones some people get tested by crazy things you can you know losing limbs or you know a, a lot of other stuff however this might be your test in life so do not lose faith Allah is testing you Allah wants to see how you will uh, react so get closer even to Allah because getting closer to Allah will make you cope with this better you know will make you accept Whatever happened, not accept what's going on right now. It's already happened, so you have to accept the past, right? It already happened. There is no way you can change it. So you have to accept it so you can move on. Being close to Allah will teach you how to move on after accepting whatever that whatever happened has happened and it was always meant to happen to you, right? And uh, so get closer to Allah. Do not lose your faith at all. This is just inshallah test. And Prophets and messengers have been tested in way worse ways. Wallahi. You know, Prophet ﷺ, we mentioned this before, lost all of his family members, everybody he ever loved, even his children. His children, his own children. He lost them except for one, Fatima. Buried all of his children. You know, Ibrahim, his, his child, was a year and a half when he died. Uh, couldn't eat normal meals, right? Uh, people were physically attacking him and abusing him, bleeding uh, from head to toe. Remember when he went to Ataif and to preach Islam? Yet he never lost hope. He never lost his faith. He never lost uh, you know, his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yes, he is a prophet of Allah. He's on a different level, but that's why we take him as a role model. You know, calamities happen for a reason. 
And it's a good sign. Calamities, by the way, believe it or not, the Prophet said this, and I'm going to end with this, inshallah. The Prophet is saying this is the matter of the believer is very strange. Everything, anything that happens to a believer is good. Look, if something terrible, hardship, horrible happens to them, what happens? If they're patient and if they're close to Allah, Allah rewards them. When something good happens to them and they thank Allah for the blessings, Allah also rewards them. So in either way, you will be rewarded inshallah. Just be patient when you have a hardship and be thankful when Allah gives you blessings. That's it. So be firm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you patience and talk to a therapist and do what you have to do to heal. Once you're healed, inshallah, you can confront them and you can forgive if you even want. Forgiveness is not mandatory, but of course, there's a great reward for it if you do uh, so. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.